Amen. Luke chapter number 9 and verse 57. I want to start there. Amen. And I want to read down just a few verses, probably till the end of the chapter. Verse number 57. I love the word of the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, I love that, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest, knowing that there is a rabbinical path, knowing that there is an extensive journey and mission at stake. He just spills out, I want to follow you wherever you're going to go. Jesus said unto him, foxes of holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. I think the man may have known that deep down, that these are as if it were rabbinical nomads, wanderers in the sense of a mission and on a mission. And you don't hear anything concerning him that I can tell. I don't know if they followed from a distance near or just threw in the towel and said, have a good day. But if I could, I want to look at verse 58 in Jesus, excuse me, 59. And he said unto him, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. So it almost flips as a word. And the Messiah is now using that by saying, follow me. And the man says, I must first go bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at my house, home at my house. Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Somebody say kingdom of God. Amen. I want to use again from these terse verses and examples and parallelism. Amen. If I could entitle it simply intentional kingdom. Intentional kingdom. On purpose kingdom tonight I want you if you could take that Bible harness it to your heart with one hand again could you lift another hand and let's begin to pray Father we thank you Amen again you're president and resident in this house Amen God you're the Malach alone, the king of the universe we extol you we exalt you we magnify you Hallelujah, Lord, our words would just drop out in the middle of nowhere without your touch, without your anointing. Amen. Carry us, help us, melt us, mold us, make us tonight. God, we ask God for perpetual revival, the seed that's sowing, the water that's flowing. Touch this church and ecclesia and the assembly tonight. We give you the highest praise. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallel. Yah, I give my praise to Yah. Could you place your Bibles down and clap your hands one more time under the Lord? Somebody, that's it. Could you give them a little second gate praise? Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Look at your neighbor right now. Tell him I'm going to help him preach tonight. Could you do it? I'm still going to help him preach tonight in the house. God bless you. Clap one more time as you're going down tonight. God. That was almost apostolic. Could we try that again? Come on, somebody. Praise God. From the back to the front. Could you love him? Amen. Come on. Could you love him? Anybody with me in the middle? How about somebody on the right-hand side? Is there anybody here? Amen. If you can't worship in the back, please move to the front. If you can't worship in the front, please move to the back. But find some place you can magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. Woo! Somebody shout yes. Come on, Jesus is in the house. But I want to dive into this to just, if it's a word, give a little commentary and clarity into that which I may have studied or looked into and I, I, I again I'm not bereft of uh, uh, amen all of the things that have happened here but I don't have the accumulation of everything at the same time but the little that I do know of what is taking place amen if there's anything that Jesus loves is the interaction of people you can find this uh, amen in the plethora of scriptures amen he's touched and being touched at all times 
And it comes to pass as they went in the way. And I love that. Amen. How many know Jesus has a specificity? It's not just throwing it out there and I hope it survives. But when he speaks life, it lives. When he gives bread, the hungry survive. Amen. When somebody needs some sustenance, they are maintained. Amen. Not my will, but thy will be done. And he says, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Amen. And we understand, brother, the duplicity of, as if it were, a busy schedule, the strife, joy, and the labor that accompanies a ministry. Especially if I could say, like a ragtag team of disciples that he may have chosen, people that could mend nets, tax collect, and all kinds of periphery paraphernalia. Amen. But this was fresh clay that Jesus was dealing with. And there are others that seen this from a distance and say, we can follow too. But it's only those that have a heart. Amen. For the mission. Those that are on purpose to say, I will. Get the job done with you. I am here to endure to the end. Another said, follow me. Of course, Jesus said, but he said, Lord, suffer me first and go bury my father. Brother, if I could say that conclusively, there are those in this house tonight would think that that's probably one of the worst things that Jesus could have ever said. At least in our Western mentality. Amen. How many have ever been to a funeral of a loved one? I mean, have ever been close enough to where the eyes are red and the tears are falling like a fountain? Amen. And it's a real deal. Amen. The Lord has built that within our spirit and in our heart to mourn, to love, to have compassion. So it seems as if we were rude and crude that Jesus would have used this kind of vernacular to those that were hungry to follow. <laughs> Amen. Let the dead bury the dead, from what I understand, and, and brother, you may have taught it, and amen, that they had, as if it were, two burials within is, Israel itself. Amen. They would bury somebody and have a major funeral, and then after a year, they would take that body, and it didn't necessarily have to be a family member to do it. <clears throat> it could be a higher constituent that takes that body and puts it into what we would call an ossuary or a bone box so that they could in the honeycomb tombs that they had for families expensive as they were they could make room for more family for future generations so they would put them in an ossuary a smaller container and fill amen those cocoons if you could say Jesus could have been saying to him you've already had your mourning process a year ago let the dead now bury the dead. Come, follow me. No excuses. Nothing, brother, that we can grapple with and hang on to. That when you're intentional to follow Jesus, you're just going to get it done. Somebody say yes. And so, brother, again, here is one that says, amen. I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell at my house. Israel is a very agricultural nation, especially back then, brother. They could build, amen, fields on terraces. You see archaeological evidence even as you drive, amen, in certain geographics. There are terraces to where they had vineyards. They would save the land. They would utilize it to the best of their ability by putting, amen, groves and, amen, terraces and stones. And water runoff was inhibited so it could flourish even on the hillsides. They knew what a John Deere was. They knew what an international harvester was. <laughs> they had it together. Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Amen. Brother, Jesus understood and they understood that when you sink the plow deep in, amen, to the ground and you make the furrow, amen, as straight as possible. The Bible didn't say, amen, that he left the plow, only that he looked back while he was plowing. In other words, amen, that one plow system could jump the furrow and go into another that is already done, thus inhibiting the seed, amen, in its multiplicity so a greater harvest, amen, could happen. Hallelujah. 
In other words, Jesus said, if you're going to serve me and be in the kingdom of God, you're going to have to put your hands to the plow and keep looking forward so that kingdom principles are multiplied with an intentional heart. Saints of God, could you blast off with me in this service and somebody rally behind the word and say, Brother Nora, I'm going to be intentional in my prayer life. I'm going to be intentional in my servitude. I'm going to be on purpose in my attitude. Come on. Is there anybody, amen, that's got their hands on the plow? Let the the dead bury the dead. Amen. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Somebody clap your hands to Jesus on purpose. Something, brother, that's intentional in the kingdom of God. Now, brother, I want to get into it tonight. Amen. Again, brother, God doesn't nonchalantly just throw it out. He doesn't, amen, hope it works. He doesn't give some kind of catalyst or antidote, amen, or some kind of remedy, amen, that maybe it will help us soul somewhere. But there is an exactness in the kingdom of God. There is an intentional redemption, an intentional covenant. How many could bear witness that the water worked when you were baptized in Jesus' name? How many could bear a witness that when you were an alcoholic, he delivered you instantaneously? How many could bear a witness that, amen, once I was lost, but now I am found? How many could bear a witness that such were some of you, but now you're washed? Woo. Come on, Acts 238 works. Amen. This Holy Ghost works. The presence of God will lead you and guide you every day. Brother, I, 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 don't, I don't want to bog you down in the quagmire of detail again and make your brain drain to your socks. But I want to give just a little bit of substantiation of how detailed heaven is on giving you the kingdom of God. Is this okay? <laughs> it's okay with you, so it don't matter what you all think. Brother, let me just say it this way. Amen. It's a little pop quiz again. I, I want to I go further, but I feel Holy Ghost wants me to just put this in. Amen. Here's an exercise that I want you to demonstrate within your own uh, lineage. You can make it up as fiction. Amen. How many, how many have ever wanted a new uh, family tree? <laughs> Three honest people. Praise God. <laughs> how many outlaws have... Um, I'm, I'm, how many in-laws have become outlaws? <laughs> Don't look now. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother, this is the opportunity to kick out some rusty cousins and pull in Abraham Lincoln if you want. <laughs> okay. So, but there are some rules I want you to follow. Amen. In your lineage. The number of words you use must be an exact multiple of seven in your mind. The number of letters must be also divisible by seven exactly. The number of vowels is to be divisible by seven. The number of words that begin with a vowel must be divisible by seven. And the number of words that occur more than once must be divisible by seven. And the number of words that occur in more than one form must be divisible by seven. And the number of nouns shall be divisible by seven. Anybody follow? The number of names shall be divisible by seven and only seven of the kinds of nouns will be permitted. The number of male names shall be divisible by seven and the number of generations shall be divisible by seven in your brand new family tray. Has anybody wrote that down? You got it figured out. There's not a parchment on the sphere of society, not even in the Smithsonian, that could upstage and handle those kinds of rules in any genealogy or lineage, heritage, anywhere, except for one document. It's the first 11 verses of Jesus' genealogy in the book of Matthew in Greek. Brother, he possesses every one of those hypothetic seven rules, amen, within his genealogy. I want to say it this way, saints. Amen, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. 
Amen. And if his genealogy, brother, boom, amen, is found in Bielachem in some sukkah tent somewhere. I'm here to tell you, saints of God, amen, if you take the birth of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, boom, boom, the miracles of Jesus, and everything, amen, that transpires, amen, through his ministry, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, if you take all of that into consideration of the detail that it took to come the first time, if he has put everything of heaven capsulated into 11 verses to say, watch this. If he's put all of that to redeem you from sin, how much more detail will he give to maintain that which he's already redeemed? Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. This wasn't done in a corner. This is not something that's kind of shod and, amen, half grown and half put. You're on the best thing on this side of heaven. You got the Holy Ghost and fire that is just given away. Brother, he knows how to take care of you. He'll not leave the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread, but he's right on time, all the time, every time. Come on, God's on purpose. God's on purpose. God's on time. If he has done that much detail to come and redeem, how much more detail will he daily input to sustain that which he's already redeemed? Can I say this? I got to get into something. I wasn't necessarily going to get into all this. I'm going to start with the pre. Anybody with me in section A over here? How about section C? Well, praise God. Watch this, somebody. <laughs> somebody, somebody say, whoa. Oh, yeah. Look at your neighbor. Say, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to say something. Look at your neighbor. He's going to explain something to you. Stick with him. Yes. Can I say this, Brother Mayor? Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Here it is. On earth as it isn't. On as it isn't. On as it isn't. That which is in heaven, he wants to bring to earth. Brother, I appreciate when we have a time when we get over yonder. I appreciate, amen. Amen, it's going to be a good day when we get all y'all, all of y'all, all y'all up yonder. It's going to be a good day. Woo! But what about right here? It's not kingdom later. The kingdom's here. The kingdom's walking. The kingdom is happening. Amen. I'm walking with the kingdom. I'm talking with the kingdom. You are the kingdom of God. Can, can I? Ha, ha, ha. I, don't, I don't believe Jacob's ladder, brother. Amen. Was this nice, crystal clear kind of ladder with a bunch of fat little cherubs with little tiny wings. I don't even know how they fly. <laughs> Maybe they roll down the steps. I got a good feeling, brother, instead. It's large angels that are ascending and descending. Why? Because they're bringing a whole lot of heaven down to Jacob down here on earth. It's ah, when Jesus came, he said, you'll see angels ascending and descending. Jesus, amen, is handing out some fresh manna. Jesus is handing out some fresh healing. Jesus is handing out some fresh miracles. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry, but I hope I don't take too long because I didn't plan on getting in all of this all together. But, uh, <laughs> amen. You got to see this, saints. Amen. That for how long? Two million people. So, so, brother, somewhere around, uh, if it's 40 years, that's a lot of days. I think 144 some thousand, 144, 400 thousand days. If you calc all of this together, Amen. Of those that were to die out in the wilderness, that is approximately 
139 funerals a day. I don't like to go to one of them. But that's 139 of them. You got little boys trying to play marbles. Amen. Trying, trying to get it done. Amen. There's a few. Little girls trying to do the skippy scotch. What do you call that? <laughs> There's a reason I don't know all that stuff. <laughs> but hoppy scotch. Amen. And, and I'm here to tell you, saints, amen, all of a sudden while they're trying to have joy. Nah, 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 nah. Don't look, girls. It's just about the hundredth. Thirty-nine more to go. Just keep on kicking like a chicken. <laughs> amen. And then, and then you, brother, dads are in the fields and shepherding and trying to do strengthen the stakes of the tents. And moms are making bread and matzah. And all, amen. And no, 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 no. There is a death culture all the way around them. But God said, I know how to give you some kingdom in the middle of all that. It's called manna. Manna hue means what is it? <laughs> what in the world is this stuff? Ding dong, dominoes, delivers. Every day, pizza, kosher pepperoni. <laughs> Somebody hearing me say yes. Yeah. Amen. But this is what I like. Sages say that when you taste manna from the Torah, from the word of the Lord, one of it, brother, is like coriander seed. Anybody ever try that? <laughs> not very many. It's not real tasty, but I'll take it if I need to. Some say, scripture says, amen, that for some, brother, it was like honey. How many like honey? Oh, yeah. Some of you almost shouted over there. Honey. Oh, yeah, brother, that's good stuff. Amen. Another one said, amen, the scripture says it's like angel's food. Why is there such a diversity of tastes within the word of the Lord? Sages say it's because whenever they picked up the manna from where it was, their palates tasted it to what they wanted it to be. In other words, brother, you got a youth group? Pick up the manna, life! And all of a sudden, amen, it's three inches thick Chicago style. Cheese, five cheese, please. Come on, somebody with me. Oh, stuffed crust. Watch this, brother. Amen. And if you wanted something different, I don't know, lasagna, <laughs> whammo, try it. You get lasagna, T-bone steak, whatever it was, brother. The sages say when it hits your palate, it was palatable because he knows how, amen, to please the children of God. He knows how to maintain, amen, them in the wilderness. God knows how to function with life in the middle of 139 funerals. There's a God that wants to break through in this service. I don't care what the billboards say. I don't care what the bills say. I don't care what your marriage says. I don't care what your body says. There's a God that says there's a life and more abundantly. Amen. Even if there's 139 funerals, somebody ought to get into the aisle and do a little hallelujah. There ought to be five brothers that take a lap right now. There ought to be somebody that shouts with a voice of triumph. It's God's will. It's the Father's will. Amen. To give you the kingdom. Somebody shout, look at your neighbor. He knows how to take good care of me. On earth, on earth as it is in, here it is. Give us this day our daily. There's an English double there. Give us this day our daily. In the KJV 1611, please don't throw that away. But watch this. Amen. There's a Greek word there. Give us it today. Daily. Daily is a Greek word that fell off the Greek language. Scholars, after a while, didn't understand actually what the Greek word was. 
But not too long ago, brother, they took some optics, amen, Coptic scrolls, and whoo, blew off the dust and unrolled them as much as they could, brother. Amen. They came up with this definition that's probably better than the word daily there. Can I give it to you? Is this all right? Give us this day the bread that never runs out. Brother, another, another rendition says this. Give us this day the bread of tomorrow. That even if we don't have enough today, our God is not limited to our time box. But he's presently present. He's presently in the past. And he's presently in the future. And he'll take what is happening tomorrow. And if you don't have enough today, he'll bring it to you in a present situation. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Could you clap your hands under the Lord? Come on, somebody. This is prime time. Holy Ghost live Sunday night. God is in this house. The kingdom of heaven. God is intentional. He's intentional to give you the kingdom. He's intentional to make a taste, brother, so that a man somehow it personally touches you like it can't touch Somebody else that's how much he cares for you. How many know that the Father knows how to give good gifts? If you ask for a bread, sister, he won't give you a stone. If you ask for some fishing, brother, he ain't going to give you some nasty snake somewhere, some scorpion, some God knows how. Could you lift your hands under the Lord and say, Father, Abba, Shatakato Rebosha, Yeneko the Rebosha. Hallelujah. Come on, ask, ask, knock, seek. Come on, the kingdom of heaven is in this house tonight. Jesus is in this place tonight. Could you begin above your head to clap your hands under the Lord again? Somebody shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. You're welcome in this house. And again, I don't know how much time I have, but can I race forward real quickly? God is intentional with the kingdom and what he's given. But now it's in my lap, brother. How intentional am I going to chase down, get connected to, on purpose, loving, elder, the word of God, the heritage. Brother, any, anybody, this might seem just a little strange, but did anybody ever played with silly putty? Two people. You're deprived. Anybody, come on, anybody ever? Oh, yeah, I thought so. Even in Cracker Barrel, they got the nostalgic shelf. I love those toys. I'm already stocking up for my grandkids. I get metal trains. Brother, it's happening in the house. And I'm, I, my wife looks at me, what are you doing? I'm going for the toys in the antique stores. I've got this fetish for metal toys right now. Watch this, saints. Little silly, but I used to play with that stuff. Little egg kind of thing. You crack it over. I was a little 9, 10-year-old kid, especially when you had a fresh, amen, newspaper. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I was the artist. Amen. <laughs> I was Leonardo da Vinci or whatever. Praise God. Brother, I could, I could take that and place it on the funnies or whatever it was. Amen. And there it is. <laughs> and Marmaduke. Blondie. Snuffy. Brother, I could stretch it. I could play it. I could bounce it off the wall. I could throw it at my brothers and sisters. Amen. I could do it. I'm one of seven. I could do it, saints. Amen. And I was almost the youngest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stretch it. Take it. But that is exactly what we have. Is a silly, putty society. ABC, NBC, CNN, XYZ. They're doing whatever it is they want to do. Improve. I'm going to become part of a rock pile. I feel it. Hallelujah. How many know what I'm talking about? 
Amen. We can stretch it to mean this. Abortion's okay and alcohol is okay and amen. Marijuana's okay and it's it's non-mind altering. It's somebody hearing me. Amen. This is okay and that's okay. We live in a silly putty. That's 139 funerals. Amen. That are trying to strip the kingdom of God. That are trying to come up against. Amen. The child of God. Somebody's got to have enough fortitude. Somebody's got to have enough attitude. Somebody's got to have enough intentionality that says that's for me and my house. Come on somebody. This is no time to sit on the back pew. This is no time to be at ease in Zion. This is no time to sell out to a slice of Laodicea. They can call it progressivism. They can call it this. They can call it atheism. They can call it whatever smoke screen they want to call it. But it's death culture. And in order for you, hear me, young people. Hear me, saints of God. We can hang on to the cocktail of the pastor, the elder, and the bishop, and everybody else. But until you become intentional in the kingdom of God, death will surround you and encompass you. Somebody's got to be like a Moshe, a Moses that says, no, God, you take them out. You're taking me out too. Somebody's got to stand in the gap for life. I'm not going to compromise and succumb to death. Amen. If there's anybody that's going to pray, God, let it be me. If there's anybody going to shout in service, let it be me. I may not feel like it, but I'm lifting my hands anyway. I'm going to back. I'm going to back up the preacher with somebody's got to be intentional with life in a death culture. Moses was so sold on life, brother, the devil couldn't even find his body. (laughs) He couldn't even have a proper funeral. Because Moses was so in-depth, his spiritual progenity. Amen. Joshua said, there's no gray. There's no middle-of-the-road Christianity. He said, you got to either choose a life or death this day. Woo! Come on, some of you got to be sold out, bought out, called out. Amen. Look at your neighbor say, on purpose. Look at your neighbor say, get on purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can, can, I, can I just... <laughs> Brother, I looked at it. This knocked my spiritual socks off. When all of a sudden, brother, I found out informationally that there are now, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but there are now 120-some different genders in America. I'm going, Wow. That's something else. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought they were. I I know how to help them. I know how to help everyone. Go to your doctor. He checked the plumbing. And whatever it is, it is. It's not what you want it to be. It's not what you think it is. Hey, out of the, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> out of the 120 some, can I just give you, I think, I think one was called something like the glass. I'm trying not to be mean, but the glass gender. Oh, don't touch them. I think it stands for gentle and fragility and just, you know, you don't, kind of snowflake-ish. You know, you don't mess with Texas over here, praise God. Something, ha- something happening over here. I mean, know what I'm saying? The, brother, these are like mood stones or something stupid like that. I mean, this is not gender. It's not, it's not a gender. Can, can I, how, about, how about another one, brother? I think another was something along the line of helium. They're warm and glowing. Sometimes I think it's a lot of hot air. (laughs) 
those are not genders. And I know I make gist of it and light of it, but we're reaching people. But God help us in a culture that is so zombified and lost with the 139 funerals that affected their godly giving and living. Somebody's going to shake themselves in this gender. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And the door. Come on, how many have bought it? And you're not going to sell it. Come on, God made you fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. I'm going to serve him with all my heart. I'm going to love him with all my spirit. Somebody shout on purpose. Anybody ever heard of the broken window theory? The broken window theory, brother, is a theory that says simply that if you break one window, it's like a car that's left in an alley somewhere behind some restaurants. Kind of a decent car, but if you start putting garbage bags and rats and cats, amen, start going around it and all kinds of other stuff, pretty soon the car is stripped. All you see is kind of bare metal, and it's gone. Brother, windows, if they see one broken, somebody gets this. This is done, I think, back in 1982 or three. They did a study by Kelling, and I'm forgetting the other name. But look it up, saints. It's the broken window theory. That if one window is left unrepaired out of a series of windows, pretty soon someone's going to go over there and say, wow, they really don't care. So let me take a stone and get the next one. Bam. Anybody ever been to Crawfordsville, Indiana? Now, maybe they got it repaired, brother. It's been a time or two. Amen. A lot of years. Yeah. Amen. But you go over these tracks. We were preaching for a brother. And I don't know what it was, an old train station something, but there was this warehouse. I'm serious. It looked like there was a thousand windows. A thousand. Sister Lord, can I, we preach, I think, once at least for ten, every 10 years or twice at this particular, we come over, over the tracks. Amen. And there it was on the side. It started a hundred windows, maybe were, but look at all those windows broken, sister. Oh, check this out. We come a year later, three hundred are broke. What's going on? Five hundred, seven hundred. Where's the city? I usually tell my kids if I see something out of order in a city, I said, "Hey man, I could be the mayor here." <laughs> now that's, I know that's this analytical brain going crazy. Somebody needs to be the mayor here. Amen. And pretty, brother, pretty soon I hated that so much. I wanted to stop the car, get out, find a stone, and break one myself. <laughs> it's the broken window theory. Saints, you can afford incrementally to leave one window broken and unrepaired in your life. If one little death culture kind of situation is happening, oh, they won't understand it. They, don't, they won't see it. Everything's this little covert mission of mine. Amen. And the devil's going to see you don't care. And he's going to try to break the next window. <laughs> Amen. And another and another. And pretty soon, saints, the whole canvas of beauty is shattered and tattered, incrementally taken down. Sometimes it doesn't happen overnight that the death culture squeezes in and life is sucked out of your soul. And pretty soon you're a tombstone with a face on it in church. The fruit of the Spirit ceases. You cease to be impressed by His Spirit. And 139 funerals seem normal. There's a kingdom challenge to First Pentecostal tonight. But what you brethren are preaching, what the Sunday school's teaching, ah, what's happening here in the house, you can't afford to be on the fence. You could maybe 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. But when the Antichrist is fixing to be revealed in Europe, and brother, I'm no Holy Joe from Kokomo, but I do know this, that after studying eschatology and end time since I was 11 years old, Amen. I recognize, amen, that over 40 years ago, brother, you could, you could shoot at a couple goldfish sitting in the barrel, but now you open the lid and you can't even shoot at them all. There's so much media news and everything happening, amen, uh, uh, conversively. And it's, it's just, it's difficult to even, even nail it all down. Israel is ripe. The Temple Mount, the temple itself. 
the United States. Thank God for mercy that we've had almost for the last three years. There are some things we need to say and never be afraid to say it again. Hello, somebody. Thank God for the revivals that are taking a place. In the United States, don't stop. But I'm here to tell you, whatever it is, you've got to be intentional. You can't be lame brain and limp-wristed, jelly backbone anymore. You've got to run through the troop and leap over the wall. You've got to be intentional tonight. Somebody clap your hands, say yes. Let me leave you with this, brother. I'm trying to hurry, but can I have, uh, can I have eight minutes? Do I hear nine? About ten, ten and a half. Anybody with? Can, <laughs> can I say it this way, saints? Brother, I, I, have you been there, brother? Maybe you've been there, but I've, 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 I've talked to. I, I just was reading about it, and I thought that would be a cool place in the foothills of the Junie Mountains. It's called the Shafela. That'd be a great place to go to Lakish. Have you been to Lakish? <laughs> Amen. Lakeisha is awesome. As a matter of fact, I don't know if they got the tour uh, building done yet. We were there when they were working on the saws and drills. Amen. The, uh, the, the tour guide had never been there. I said, I want to go there. The bus driver didn't know how to get there. I like doing that stuff. <laughs> they all praise God. <laughs> Amen. Well, he had been there just to check it out. And we did, brother. When you go to Lakeisha, Lakeisha was the second most economical, uh, could I say, uh, grandstand outpost other than other than Jerusalem itself. It was it was the top boss at Lakish. And brother, from what I understand, Sanchanachareb and all of his armies and etc. came and amen destroyed and amen came. And then next was Jerusalem. They wanted to take Jerusalem down. But thank God for Hezekiah. I'm gonna remember Hezekiah. Oh, I love Hezekiah, brother. Amen. He would take the obelisks. He would take whatever it was on the Ashiri pedestals and idols. He would take, brother, and crush those idols and sprinkle the dust on the graves that used to worship them. Take this. Somebody, he was a little radical in his kingdomship. Lakish, brother, they did a digging at Lakish, brother. They found the gates. <laughs> and inside one of those gates, they found something, brother. I, I know you can have it. They found something there, amen, that is a no-no when it comes to pagan Baal Ashiri worship. Number one, they found the altar there that was a pagan altar because it had given over to pagan ideas. The horns of that altar were broken off, which was evidence of Hezekiah's revival. I about had me a Holy Ghost conniption. <laughs> Not only that, Elder. Amen. You know what else they found there as evidence? Somebody chiseled it out and moved it in. <laughs> Amen. It, they found, and they can find this several places in the scripture, they found a latrine. A potty chair. Inside the gate. In the, in, in the I will worship a Shiri manual, you can't have a potty chair in there. So Hezekiah, they thought, Hey, to make sure that they don't go back and worship, we's going to put a party chair in there. Amen. And they slid that in there. So nobody, you want to disrupt the devil's economy with God's economy? You put something in the places of worship and loving God that the devil can't stand. The, the devil hates life. Amen. If you've got death hanging around, amen, dissipate the death. Eat some manna and say, God, thy kingdom come. Look at your neighbor and say, if you've got a problem with the devil, put a party chair in there. Can somebody clap their hands under the Lord? If you want the spirit of Hezekiah, somebody's got to get a little radical. If you want the spirit, amen, of the renowned prophets with glassy eyes and dusty matted hair and a crooked staff, somebody's got to get a little radical in the revival. Come on, thy kingdom come. Here it is. I got to close. I got to get, I got to get. 
I got to get to the end. How many don't want to know what Jesus' culture was? Jesus' candy sticks. Jesus' culture. Brother, the kingdom of heaven is so delicate and so sensitive. It knows what it's doing. Amen. First 11 verses. <laughs> Hepatetic. If I can do this on coming to you and redeeming you through the cross, I can sustain you in everyday situations. As a matter of fact, brother, when you take a look at the presses in Israel, some of them are grape presses. Amen. The others are olive presses. And there's a difference. Grapes you can crush. Amen. With your feet. Hallelujah. At the bottom, no shoes on. They go around and around holding a tether. Amen. As the cycle goes. Brother, we were in Nazareth. And they found an old Nazareth. One of these grape presses. Wine presses. Amen. They said families would take turns in there. I got to think that it's a possibility that Yeshua in his family actually pressed grapes in that place brother i did a little holy ghost in there amen but you had to do it with the bottom of the feet the feet are the most sensitive one of the most sensitive places brother of the anatomy that's why god said moshe Elohim said moshe take your shoes off because i want nothing in between your sensitivity and my presence amen grapes brother if you crush the seeds in grapes amen it becomes bitter that's why the feet have got to do it but olives it's different the best stuff is in the seeds and they'll take stones and crush it till it's not crushable anymore. The good virgin oil goes to the priesthood, etc. You can look this up, saints. But I'm here to tell you, heaven is not ignorant. It's not void on how to handle, amen, the anointing that comes your way and the joy that comes your way. He knows how to make the wine flow and the oil flow just in time, all the time. I want to be so sensitive to be a Moses that says, yes, Lord, I'm taking off my shoes. Jesus culture. Brother, one of the things, one of the things the sages of the rabbis say is that ensured, Yah ensured the survival of his children in the land of Goshen because of three things. One of them is they never changed their language. They continued to speak one language. The second thing, saints, to ensure their survival was that they did not change their names. Amen. I've looked some of this up, brother. Even in Egyptian kind of hieroglyphics and languages, you'll still see Hebraic names scattered throughout there because they didn't assimilate. They said, I'm not foregoing. Amen. This tribal Abrahamic covenant touch. Hallelujah. And the third thing was that ensured their survival. Language names was they never changed their dress style. They continued to look, amen, like the people of God. Egypt hates the shepherd. And they continued to look like the shepherds that God wants them to be. Jesus had favorites. That's the culture. That's the life culture. If you're going to bat battle the culture, you can't do it with washed down, degenerate, ill-capable. But it's somebody that's in love with the culture of the kingdom that says, Jesus candy sticks brother we talked about candy sticks how many want to know what they are from what I understand what I can study brother whenever you had the scripture saying minhag anybody know what that is minhag amen it's as his custom was in the scripture it means this is something that he favored to do Jesus had a custom rabbis had customs you had Hillel amen you had Shimei then you had this new rabbi, Jesus, and whatever they were doing, their followers mimicked them. You could tell that there was a Hillel follower because they did exactly as he did. <laughs> Amen. They ate the same food. They would get up the same time. The alarm clock would go off. Amen. They ate the dust of the rabbi. You could tell that these are Nazarenes. 
Jesus had a culture. He loved, as his custom was, look this up, the first thing, amen. I, I know there's three again, but as the first thing that he was, brother said, as his custom was, he stood up in the synagogue to read. As his custom was. He loved to stand up and read the word. Isn't it something? The word read the word. Somebody say yeah. yeah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he read it. So he got up. One of Jesus' customs was to get up. Look at your neighbor and say get up. Look at someone else and say get up. Look at someone else and say get up, get up. Jesus' custom was to get up from where you are. Second custom, brother, I don't know exactly how he did it, amen, but he pushed off and the boat glided out on the water. Thank you, brother Peter, but here we go with the message. And the water was this glass as if it were acoustical PV, JBL system that crawled up into the grass, sets of 50 sections. And they heard it like microphones from the acoustic value of the water as he taught them beatitudes and the word of God that rippled in their eardrums and touched their hearts. Jesus, amen, second thing, brother, was that. And look this up, as his custom was, he went out of the synagogue and taught and gave them the gospel, hallelujah, of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So the second custom, brother, he loved to be touched. He went thronging him. Who touched me? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody here. Amen. The second customer with brother to get out. Somebody say, get out. Look at your neighbor. Say, get out. Look at someone else. Say, get out. Get out. Brother, the first customer was get up. Second was get out. Look at your neighbor. Say, get up. Get out of here. No, no, no. no. Third custom. How many are with me? This is Jesus culture. This is kingdom culture. Somebody say, kingdom culture. If you think you can bind the kingdom of death and the kingdom of life together and assimilate them and think you're going to make it and be in passivity and say this, I'll say kasara, sara, whatever it is. Uh, 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 you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of on eternal life. Somebody put a party chair in it. Come on, somebody, you're hearing me right now. Somebody ought to disrupt the kingdom of hell. Somebody ought to get a Hezekiah holiness that says, amen, I'm going to take down the kingdom of hell. Second thing, third thing, as his custom was, the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, Shimon, amen, the place of pressing. It was the Mount of Olives was Jesus' favorite just before he was taken. The Mount of Olives, Jesus' favorite. Amen. Why? Because there were olive trees. Olives are anointing and the oil was there. The third thing Jesus loves the most, amen, is to smell the olives and feel the anointing. Somebody say, get anointed. Somebody say, get anointed. Look at your neighbor, say, get anointed. Amen. Look at your neighbor, say, get up. Get out. Get anointed. That's the antidote. It's the catalyst for end time revival. Get up from where you are. Get out to a world that's in need and get anointed of God. Can I begin? Two things, two things. Can I just hit these two? Oh, I feel Holy Ghost. Brother, I, 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 I was just, I was looking at something. I was, I was reading something. And I like little Israeli clips, brother, you know, different stuff happening. I want to keep up with what's going on. As a matter of fact, I got a little app called Red Alert. When a missile's coming, they alert me here in the United States. Missile's falling. I can pray for them while it's coming down. Amen. Oh, on and on and on. Amen. But when I studied, I, I thought, in a nutshell, please don't lose me on this. I'm done. I'm done. I'll, I'll let you go have your bowl of Cheerios or whatever it is. Amen. But hear this. Amen. There was a people... That were called, I'm, I'm just going to shorten this, the matzah people, the, the people of the matzah. And to, uh, one of the feasts, they were at Pesach, and they were getting ready, and unleavened bread, and etc. And they were looking for a field. Amen. And, and they have a process of storing it. And, and it's got to be, 
uh, pre-ripened, according to these people. Look this up. It's, it's really interesting. It's got to be pre-ripened. In other words, it's not totally ripe. They've got to harvest it when it's not quite ripe, according to what I understand. And so they tried to look, and things were shut down. Man, we're, getting, we're running out of time. We've got to get this together. Amen. And so finally, about 800 meters from the Gaza border, they found these fields. And they, they negotiated, brother. Boom, we'll buy it. We'll take it all. And they did. They took it all. Long story short, brother, the IDF is in view of what's going on around there. As a matter of fact, they usually put female IDF soldiers at those borders because they had better concentration than the guys. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, brother, me, I'll take the drone and play fighting in the air or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little choo-choo train. <laughs> but they had better concentration. So these matzah growers, people, they harvested Amen, before it was ripe. The Hamas have tunnels that come through and they'll pop up like a bunch of gophers and they'll go get a family of Israel and they're going to try to destroy them. Dangerous as it is. Thank God for the monitoring and those that are ready. And, 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 and so what happened, two days later or so after it was harvested at night and with the night goggles and the drones and these Little girls as it were with big M16s and backpacks. And we've seen some of these, brother. Look how in the world they can carry that. They carry more than I can carry. <laughs> Amen. They're ready. <laughs> now. Amen. It's happening right now. Woo! <laughs> we're gonna do this. We're, we're gonna do that. <laughs> They're getting ready. The command is going out because all of a sudden, amen, they pop out. <laughs> 13 of them, brother, they do a little ninja roll, and they all huddle in the middle of a field that's harvested. They didn't expect that. It's not, we, it was not supposed to be harvested. And they're out in the open, and all of a sudden, <laughs> half of them were knocked out, half go down the gopher hole, running for their lives. When you have your hands on the harvest, you expose death in the enemy in your life. Sir, you got to see this thing. I'm no holy Joe. I don't have it all together. Brother, sometimes I look at my life and say, God, there's some pivotal things that have happened at certain points of my life and during the years. There were those that have served the Lord much longer than I and have given so much more. I've got so much more to learn, sister. But I do recognize this. Amen. That at 40 years of serving Jesus, something happened. Brother, I was, I was sharing just a little bit with this with you today. Could, could I share this? This is the last thing. I'm done. When we were in Israel in 17, Brother Lang, 17, and I, I, I know our, our five times, it's just a little, a little bit. But when we were there, <laughs> we were walking through the garden tomb area. It, it, when you go, go to the garden tomb. You've got to go. Brother, as a matter of fact, this is one of the highlights. I mean, it's manicured. I mean, the, the rows and the sidewalks and, amen, the, the, the press. And Brother, I mean, it's, I, I could take a stack of books and a guitar, acoustic guitar, and stay there for 30 days. Amen. It's just wonderful. And, brother, there it was. I took our tour group. I said, come on, come on, brother. And, and we have communion. 
at the same time over there, brother. First, first of all, we take them to the place of the skull. You can see it. It's eroded some over the years, but you can still see the face of it. And, of course, some are saying just at the base of that, amen, is where Calvary was in hitting range and spitting range, and, uh, et cetera, et cetera, brother. And we were, we were just high-octane faith, the people already just shaken. And, wow, I love this, brother. If there's anything I love, it's to see people absorbing things like this. It's, it's a ministry. It's awesome. Amen. And, and, and then, brother, what we do is we'll take them to the tomb. You kind of meander down a snaky path, as it were, just to, and, and, and we take them to the tomb. But at this point, brother, there was 30 people at the tomb. Oh, wow. What, what are we going to do, brother, with this? Our tour guide says, I thought this is good. He said, let's have communion. Then we'll come back. You don't want to break this inspiration cycle. So that's a great idea. And so, brother, what we did, amen, is we went into this little place that was already prepared. The, the blue sign minister, the little name was in there, and et cetera, and the, the cups, and just kosher cool. <laughs> cool with a capital K. And, and, and so we went in there, and we had about maybe 17, 18, 19. This was a smaller tour. And they were sitting around. Brother, my son, I let him preach a little bit, teach. And, and wonderful. Did a great job. And people already just, and we sang a little bit. And we took communion. Brother, I don't know if I've ever been in a communion service like that. Pastor or pastors were on the floor just weeping. And, hey, man, people moaning and just loving God. You talk about communion right there at the garden. This is where the blood fell. This is where it happened. Hallelujah. But this is what I want to say. In that cubicle, <laughs> there's a little door there. In, in, in that doorway there, there comes a, uh, a man with a tag on, and he goes, Shh. And I didn't even give him facial recognition. I thought, oh, don't do this to me. I mean, you've got all these Pentecostals. <laughs> and they're having a time. What do you do? You can't shut that down. I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention. You take your shusher somewhere else. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. It is now. <laughs> Matter of fact, brother, I, 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 I just thought, okay, what are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to take this and we're going to start singing at least. You know, that's a good transition. We are standing on holy ground. We transition. <laughs> they still... Heaven Church. Brother, why were we picked out? I mean, there was somebody with a ghetto blaster somewhere over there. There was someone over here picking guitar, I think even speaking in tongues, and they were loud enough. Why pick on us Pentecostals? But in the meantime, brother, at that same gate comes another man with a blue shirt on, kind of tall, and like a gray hair. And he walks over and does this and stands there. And I thought, no, I'm not going to give him recognition. But he must be someone from another tour, and he's enjoying this. I'm gonna, That's great. Come on, just enjoy it with us. I mean, brother, we were having church, just loving God intimately. And after a while, he leaves again. And then after a little bit, he comes again, boom, and stands there just like that. I thought, whoa, he really loves what's going on over here. People speaking in tongues. I think we're even praying for each other. Brother, most any time that we can on that tour, on the Sea of Galilee, wherever it is, we're having church. People being healed. Just this last tour, brother, someone was healed. Amen. On the Sea of Galilee. It was great. God's moving. Amen. And there it was. That man comes again. We're done. Now we're going to go to the tomb. We do. We meander down over there. But before we get there, as we are on our way, some of you can picture this. As we're on our way, hey man, Micah, my son says, Dad, Dad, something's, someone's trying to get a hold of you. And it's that same man with a decent blue shirt, taller than even I am. And, and, and he, as if it was, meanders through the people, says, Sir, 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 and comes to me. Comes to me. He doesn't say, Excuse me, sir, I'm from the first church of, you know, denominal whatever or this or the. Free praise or amen. First church of refrigeration, whatever it is. Amen. He comes to me, brother, and simply takes his hand. Puts it on my chest and looks me smack in the eyes. I thought, oh. Okay, what's, the Holy Ghost speaks to me quickly, sister. It's like, do I take this or do I not take this? How many know what I'm saying? And that the Holy Ghost said, take it. I thought, 
okay. It had to be lightning inspiration instantaneous. Amen. I took it. Boom. I could feel it. Bam. His eyes were on me. He did not know what I was praying and thinking in that communion service. He did not know. Amen. Earlier that year, brother, I left a church that was, amen, on fire and God was doing great things and there was more revival to be happening. Thank God for the man that's got it now. Amen. I left as if it were a terrible situation. Amen. And I thought, God, hey, I, I, I remember the time a prophet, I'll say it again, came to me and says, you got your hands on the door. Either you're going to open it or God will open it. But I knew, brother, I had to go back on the road and tell somebody. About this Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. And yet I had my doubts and wondered, God, are, you, is, are we okay? Is this okay? And the man comes, and I'm going to say what he said, brother. He said, you don't look to the right or to the left. He uses the word seem. It may seem right or wrong to you, but you remain in the yes of God. Brother, he clinched my spirit. Brother, it was like a shaft of light. <laughs> Brother, I think almost everybody on our tour was shedding tears. My son Michael looked at me after he left, brother, and he came as quick as he left. Some brothers even tried to find him. Where did he go? Brother, just boom, boom. He was gone. There were, he, didn't, he couldn't have come from another tour group. You don't break away from your tour group two times at least and just fool around with another group. Somebody hear me? Amen. And that night, brother, one of the pastors, amen, came to me the next day. Brother Narlock, do you know what happened? Amen, you know what I felt would happen? My son, Brother Mike, said, Dad, what just happened here? Amen, my wife and I were both weeping. By the way, we went to the tomb and there was only two people in line. Boom. Ha, 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 Hallelujah. Inspiration flowed that day. Amen. And we come to the conclusion. They were telling me, I didn't want to herald it. I knew what I'd felt. I knew what was happening, brother. But I believe God sent an angel to our group that day and spoke to me at my 40-year birthday in Jesus Christ and said, you've come to this point. You stay. Brother, he began to shout to me. He began to look at the crew. And I'm no holy Joe. But he says, say yes to God. This is God's yes man. This is God's yes man. This is God. And he left with that. Amen. I told the people, I said, God's saying yes. Come on, somebody. You be the yes man. You be the yes lady. You do the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody that wants to be the yes man? Is there anybody that wants to be the yes servant of the Lord? Brother, you can't. You can't remain silent. You can't remain somewhere in the middle of the road. Somebody's got to be intentional. Let the dead bury their dead. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. But as for me, I'm going to eat the dust of my rabbi. Get up. Get out. Get anointed. Come on. Could you clap your hands? Could you shoot to your feet? Come on, Sister Nala. Hello, Come on, could you talk to God over here? Could somebody talk to God over here? Is there a yes man? Is there a yes lady? Come on, brother, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. In the It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get out. And it's time to get anointed. Come on, it's time to get anointed. That's it. That's it. Somebody kick around. Kick around again. Come on, it's time to get anointed. It's time to say, God, hallelujah. I've got to feel. Get your hand on the harvest, brother. Get your hand on the harvest, sister. Get your hand on the harvest, sir. Watch God move for you. Come on, sir. Be a yes man. Be a yes man for the kingdom. He's going to show up right on time every time. Hallelujah, sir. He'll make the manna taste just like he needs it to taste in your own mouth. Come on, that's it. Anderson is waiting for a people that have a Jesus culture. Anderson is waiting for a people that said, I've made up my mind. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm getting rid of the broken window theory in my life. I'm going to fix some windows. Hallelujah. I'm tired of the silly party society. I'm tired of things getting out of shape. I'm tired of the lies and selling out to those things. I need a truth platform. Hallelujah. 
Could somebody lift their voice wherever they are? Come on, brother, that's it. Yes, man. Yes, yes. Yes, yes.